Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Suzuki gets it across. Ronta makes the save. Rebounds available. Out front in the crease. Shot at by Harvey Pinard, but cleared away by Carolina. Big Rick, oh. what a save. I mean, what a save to prevent Montreal, who has been quick from extending their lead. Coach Kaniemi coming in against his old team. Scores! Oh, what a highlight real goal! That's got to feel good for Jesperi Kotkaniemi! Burns goes wide for Sveshnikov. He'll track it down, pull up, get it to Ajo. Ajo on front for Jarvis, he scores! Tick, tack, in the lead, Carolina! Seth Jarvis makes it 2-1. Anderson lost the stick, but gets to the front of the net, deflects it. Marcy Ronta robbing Anderson on the Off one leg. That goes wide, but Svechnikov to the rebound. Cross ice pass to Han, looking for deflection out front, still loose. They score! Sebastian Ajo! Hard working goal for the Canes, and they take the lead back. It's 3 2. Looking for the lacrosse move with Svechnikov, but it rolled on him at the last second. Now Burns walks his way through the Montreal defense. Backhand, save multiple rebound, they score! Jarvis cleans up the loose change. And the old man and the youngster combined to give the Canes a 4-2 lead. Canes trying to build for the lead as Martin extends it across for Stolle, scores! The Canes pouring it on here in the first five minutes of the third. Three goals in five minutes and a 5-2 lead. Seen 22 shots, but he has made some big saves. And now here's Jarvis, shorthanded for the hat trick on Montable. Jarvis scores! Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast with your host, Adam Gold. The Canes Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. And now, here's Adam. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold after a just a really important and fun evening at PNC Arena and really what kicks off a weekend that not only hockey fans, but I just think that the Raleigh market will look back on and think, man, we got it pretty damn good here. That's what that's what this weekend is. Like, life is good in Raleigh, North Carolina, not just for sports fans, but just for people. That's what kind of weekend this is going to be uh, and has already started here at PNC Arena. Uh, all right, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hanna's crew do a great job. Uh, so you want to check them out online, aluminumcompany.com. Make your home more beautiful and more energy efficient. Do that at aluminumcompany.com. All right, let's get to the game. We have, uh, this is going to be a very, very, uh, fast pace. We got a lot of things I want to get to. Uh, you heard the highlights. 
Um, there was some really cool thing. We're not even going to bitch about the officiating, even though we could. We're not even going to bitch about the Andrei Svechnikov penalty that was, I don't, I don't understand. It seems like you're allowed to win a battle, physical battle for the puck, uh, and uh, you're too far away from the boards for that to be boarding. It's not really crossed. I, there's nothing there, and they call it, and that ends up being a power play goal. And then I don't understand how you're allowed to play without your helmet, not once but twice. It's a penalty to play the puck. When you have your you have two options when your helmet comes off. You either go get it or you go to the bench. Mike Matheson played the puck twice. Two times. No penalty. And I guess that just made Carolina mad. Because from that point on, bang. It was goal, goal, goal. Get out of here. So a um, bunch of things we're gonna talk about here. Uh, but I want to start by talking about the reason that tonight was so important. And I think I realized it when I spoke with Eric Cole about this. And I also talked to Rod Brindamore about it. And honoring Cam Ward was, of course, it's about Cam Ward. Because he was a great goaltender for this team. And I understand that there are people listening to this podcast who are rolling their eyes because, oh, uh, look, numbers. Cam Ward didn't always play behind a really good team, did he? Right? He didn't always play behind a really good team. Hurricanes were not great for a lot of Cam Ward's tenure. And nobody's sitting here saying that Cam Ward was um, Patrick Waugh, right? Or Martin Brodeur. We're not. Cam had some great years. And he had some not-so-great years. But Cam Ward was a gamer. And he was a really good playoff goaltender until his back gave out against the Pittsburgh Penguins, mostly from carrying Carolina in the second half of that year and then through two rounds of the playoffs. So part of it was about honoring Cam Ward the hurricane. And part of it, was also about recognizing that the franchise deserves things like this. The Carolina Hurricanes should have a Carolina Hurricanes Hall of Fame, and there should be more people in it than just four. Nobody's arguing with the first three. Ron Francis the first captain of the good era of Carolina Hurricanes hockey, right? He captained the 0-2 team. And we talked about this in the podcast series that we did, 25th Anniversary Canes Corner Podcast, in that the decision to sign Francis was symbolic that you could come and play in Raleigh, North Carolina. Did, uh, I mean, he didn't come, it wasn't uh, a charity case. Ron didn't come, come here and play for nothing. Hurricanes had to pay him, maybe overpay him, based on uh, you know what kind of player he was and at that time. But he made it okay to come play here, and so he he matters. And Glenn Wesley, who you know the Hurricanes ultimately traded a bunch of first-round picks for, and he loved it here. He should be honored. 
And Rod Brindamore is the franchise. And we should name streets and build statues uh, and have all sorts of things for Rod Brindamore. And I think there are things about Brindamore's impact on this franchise that the 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 even the most ardent fan don't understand. And I'm not saying it you you'll you couldn't I think you would if you knew them. But there are certain things that just will probably never come out publicly about just how much he means to this franchise. And it's about honoring the franchise too. So the Hurricanes do not have a long, rich, illustrious history. They don't have a long history. This is year 25. They haven't been a perennial playoff team until recently. Huh. Wonder what? Oh, that's right. Ron Brindamore is the head coach. But man, even though they got off to a, theoretically, a slow start, in their first quarter century, they are making up for lost time. Hurricanes are one of the best teams in the sport. They're one of the best-run franchises in the sport. They're not perfect. They do things that... Um, you know, they make decisions that we don't agree with at times. We don't have to get into specifics, but they're not. They're, it's not a perfect franchise. Nobody, nobody thinks they are. But boy, they, got, they put a product on the ice... I think, and Rod talked about it in the postgame tonight, that if you're a fan, you walk out of here going, man, they gave it. They don't always score enough goals based on their, uh, their shot, you know, shot totals. They don't always do that. But, boy, they give maximum effort. They are also, as you can see with the Seth Jarvis interview at the, uh, on the bench after his first career hat trick, they are a very, very personable bunch. So I kind of transitioned from one thing to the next. I trans- transitioned from the, uh, the night to the game. Uh, really, it was about the franchise. But that's what the Cam Ward night meant. Ward is a Hurricanes legend and deserved the night, and the franchise deserved the night. My suggestion would be honor Ron Francis, honor Glenn Wesley, and honor your head coach in similar ways. Maybe you don't. Now, with Francis, maybe the next year when Seattle comes to town, maybe you have something like that for Ron. And I know Glenn, I believe, works for St. Louis, but he doesn't really spend a lot of time in St. Louis. He doesn't travel with the team. But, and I think he lives in Wyoming now, but have a night for Glenn Wesley. And even if you did Wesley and Francis together, because they are tight, that would be okay. But honestly, you should do it separately. You should honor your past. And we'll see if that ever happens. I know Tom Dundon and Ron Francis, they did not part on good terms at all. That's putting it mildly. But maybe that's the burying of the hatchet that needs to happen. I, I'm not anticipating they'll ever be friends, but maybe that would be a good thing to do. All I'm saying is the franchise deserves these types of nights. 
and it was well done. Credit to Trip Tracy for doing a good job emceeing the whole thing. They kept it moving. They went a couple of minutes over, and the only reason I know this is because I thought we were going to break at 17.30, at 7.17.30, so we can get in all our commercials and then get the puck dropped at about, well, I think 7.26 was supposed to be the opening faceoff, or seven no, 7.22 or something like that. Anyway, uh, they were supposed to have like four minutes to warm up before face-off. Nope, they did not. They got two minutes. Carolina looked like they were stuck in the mud in the first ten minutes of the game. Not as a result of that. They, they did not look good to me in the first period. Uh, although they came away, at least the first part of the first period, they came away with the lead uh, and probably could have had more. Second period, I didn't like Carolina's game in the second period. I didn't think Carolina generated much. They didn't give up a ton, but they did give up the power play goal. Uh, But for the most part, I didn't think Carolina was all that threatening in the period. Then in the third period, they just blew Montreal's doors off. Real real quick before we kind of just highlight some players who did some wonderful things. So tonight was Cam Ward night. Tomorrow, Fan Fest in downtown Raleigh. I'll check the weather as we're talking here, but uh, the to me, the weather is not promising. But that doesn't mean it still can't be fun. Dress accordingly, put on galoshes and a water and, and your waterproofs, and come on out and find us somewhere. We have a tent on Fanfield Street, and we'll talk some pucks. We got a lot of people stopping by. The owner, Tom Dundon, is going to be by. Uh, we'll, uh, I think Luke Takak, who's not coming out because Luke's, uh, Luke's afraid of water. Uh, but I kid. But we gotta, we're going to talk hockey. We're going to talk about the franchise. We're going to talk about the impact in the community. There's a lot of things to do. There's a lot of things to be proud of about this team. So Fan Fest tomorrow, noon to 3, we'll be out there. Then, like, not that I, uh, I mean, I don't, not want to talk to all of you, but we have Hootie and the Blowfish tomorrow night. And I realize that there are some people who might be rolling their eyes. Come on. Crack the rear view. Bangs. It slaps. It's a great album. They put on a good show. So that'll be fun tomorrow night. Then Saturday, tailgating starts at 2. Outdoor hockey. I've been over to the arena. The sight lines are awesome. Absolutely awesome. I think if you've been to an outdoor hockey game, I think you're going to find that this is the best among the viewing experiences for fans in the stadium. Granted, it's never going to be as good as being in the arena. You're too far away from the rink. But Carter-Finley Stadium allows, I think, for a fairly intimate atmosphere for this. I think it's going to come off beautifully. I think TV is going to do it justice too if you're watching it at home. But again, man, almost 60,000 people packed into a football stadium to watch a hockey game in Raleigh, North Carolina. I am going to pinch myself. Absolutely awesome. Awesome. So, that's uh, that's going on Saturday night. And then Sunday, we got State Carolina basketball at PNC Arena. And both teams need a win. 
Both teams really can't afford to pass up opportunities uh, to win good games. For NC State, it's a quad two opportunity. For Carolina, it's a quad one. Uh, not that anybody listening to this podcast cares about quads other than Sebastian Ajo's quads. I don't know why I brought up Sebastian Ajo's quads. I don't have a fascination with Sebastian Ajo's quads, although I've seen his quads, and they're uh, they're quite sturdy. So we've got Sunday. I mean, there's something going on for four straight days here that it, that you'd go to like by itself, but it happens in a row. Cam Ward night, Hootie and the Blowfish. All along, we got Fan Fest. Oh, by the way, Saturday afternoon, uh, there's Fan Fest here between the, it's like in the plaza between the arena and Carter-Finley Stadium. So all sorts of uh, NHL fun to be had. Great great for kids, so bring your kids out. Especially Saturday is going to be, the weather's going to be great. It's going to be cool on Saturday, but that's all right. So Cam Ward night, Hootie and the Blowfish, Fan Fest all along, outdoor hockey, State Carolina basketball. Yep. I think we got it covered here in North Carolina. So uh, there you go. All right, let's talk a little bit about what we saw tonight, uh, at least for a few minutes. First of all, let me give you, I, I forgot to do this during the, uh, during the aftermath. So if you are, uh, were a listener to the aftermath and you went, hey, Gold never gave us a trivia question, well, here is my trivia question for you. Seth Jarvis, well, it's not a trivia question, maybe it is. Seth Jarvis became the fourth youngest player in Hurricanes team history to record a hat trick. Fourth youngest. He's 21, he just turned 21 two weeks ago. So Seth Jarvis just turns 21. He's the fourth youngest Hurricane ever to have a hat trick. Can you name the other three? You probably could even if you didn't know the answer. But we'll find out. Uh, We'll see what you got. Uh, We'll just make you wait till the end of the podcast. This is how we build up uh, listening numbers. Not numbers, but I guess time spent listening. Uh, will you listen to the entire podcast? I don't even know what the terms are uh, because I'm an old person. Uh, all right, so uh, Seth Jarvis, who has not scored a ton of goals. Two goals, I believe, since December 17th. That's not a lot. And he hasn't been a big point producer at this, you know, while he wasn't scoring goals. So I think he's played fine. I have had zero problem with Seth Jarvis's game. And I thought he was great tonight before he got the last two goals. No joke. I had Seth Jarvis on my contenders for stars before he got the second goal. When he got the hat trick, well, that's an easy one. And then tonight, even though he gets three goals, like he didn't really make the plays on any of those goals. But somebody's got to finish him. And we said all last year that we think that Jarvis is maybe Carolina's most natural goal scorer. And he had eight coming in. That's not naturally scoring goals, right? But I thought he was excellent tonight. So the first goal is really a play. I mean, give credit to Brent Burns for getting the puck to Andrei Svechnikov. Uh, but Svechnikov makes the uh, the first pass to Ajo, and then the backhand pass to Jarvis. Jarvis had the easy job just finishing, finishing it into 
the left side of the net, side netting, if you will, to use a soccer term. Uh, and Carolina got the second goal of the first period, their second goal of the first period, to take a 2-1 lead. Then, after Sebastian Ajo restores the lead to 3-2 early in the third, Jarvis was right there on the doorstep as Brent Burns just worked stupid magic. Like, seriously, Brent stick-handled, it seemed, through like seven Canadians. Obviously, they didn't have seven players on the ice. That's a penalty. Although, they might not have been called for it based on what I saw tonight. But Jarvis was in the right place when Burns ultimately was denied the goal, and Jarvis finished it at the doorstep, and now it's 4-2. And then the shorthanded goal was, hey, Derek Stepan makes the play, and Jarvis takes it the rest of the way, and just a nasty top-shelf backhand finish. The kid's got awesome, awesome skill. And if he's saving up the goals for the second half of the year, just like I think Tavo Teravainen is saving up the goals for the second half of the year, and maybe Andrei Svechnikov will get back to scoring goals in the last, what are we, 28 games left in the season? Get the official total here, yes. The final 28 games left in the season, the Hurricanes played game number 54 tonight. So if we're waiting, if we're waiting for the this stretch drive for Jarvis to start scoring again, I'm here for it. Scoring, scoring goals now, man, just makes it easier to carry that over into the postseason. So Jarvis has been, I think, really good and kind of got rewarded tonight. Antti Ranta was outstanding tonight. I know it's going to seem like it's not a big deal. Antti Ranta has extracted at least a point from every game he's played since November 12th. Every game. <laughs> Just incredible stuff. He is 11-0-2 since November 12th. He hasn't lost a game in regulation in more than three months. And I thought Auntie was not a passenger tonight. I thought, uh, I thought Ronta was a driver tonight. Again, I had him as my second star of the game. Andrei Svechnikov played a really good game. I know he has not scored now in 18 straight games. He has not scored a goal since, I believe, December 30th. Yeah, it's been that long. We are in the middle. Actually, we're past the middle of February. It has been six weeks since Andre has scored a goal, but he was really good tonight. And we'll take this Andre Svechnikov every night because of the damage he does to the other team. I'm not even talking physical damage, although he was definitely uh, looking to finish checks in the third period. But he creates so much space, and the more I watch Andre, I know he does a lot of things with a little bit more flair than our pal Eric Cole did. But boy, there's a lot of similarities about those two games because I think that Svechnikov's speed and power is intimidating. And that's what the best of Eric Cole was. I'm not sure Svechnikov is ever going to be as good as Eric Cole. Maybe it's me, maybe I'm biased, but, and I'll, tell, I'll, I'll announce this to the world, 
I knew Cam Ward was going to go in as a Hurricanes Hall of Famer. That's a no-brainer. Once Eric Stahl decided to play this year, it really left Cam Ward as the absolute slam-dunk first-ballot Hurricanes Hall of Famer. And when I, because I knew that, I felt like I could vote for somebody else or nominate somebody else, and that somebody was Eric Cole. We got cheated out of not seeing the best of Eric Cole. All right, I'm, I'm ranting uh, just because I think there's a lot of similarities between Andre and Cole. I thought Brent Burns was great tonight. One of his best games with the Hurricanes. The move that he made to create the goal for Jarvis. I mean, he's trying to score himself, obviously. But a lot of, most of your shots don't go in. So it was just a brilliant individual move, and Jarvis was there to clean it up. But I thought Burns was good. Uh, and there was a lot to the good for the Hurricanes tonight. Really was. There were, again, wasn't a perfect game. I've, you know, in the three games since the break, I think the Ranger game might still be their best game, the one that they lost. Um, but they were pretty, they were okay tonight. Carolina just didn't do a lot of generating. I would say for half of the game, they were really not generating much at all. But they overcame it, and they pick up two more points in the standings, and then it brings us to the outdoor game, and boy, it is going to be a blast. I cannot wait. Uh, I'm not going to try and scare you into telling you you need to leave tomorrow tomorrow at dawn. I, um, I wish they were opening up the parking lots earlier than 2 o'clock. Face-off is going to be after 8, about 8.20. Uh, but it should be an absolute blast, and I cannot wait for it. Um, real quick, the answer to your question, because I know that you know this, the youngest players to score a hat trick. Number four is Seth Jarvis, 21 years, 15 days old. Number three is Eric Stahl, 20 years, 364 days. So a day before his 21st birthday, he scores. Elias Lindholm, who was 20 years and about three months when he scored his hat trick back in 2015. And drum roll, please. Sebastian Ajo, 19 years old, about 19 and a half uh, in January of 2017, two years before the Hurricanes made the playoffs. So uh, that's the answer to your trivia question, and that just about does it for us. Um, Good win for the Hurricanes because it's two points in the standings. By the way, midway through the third, Blues on the power play lead the Devils 3-2. If St. Louis can win a hockey game in regulation, Canes would have a five-point cushion on New Jersey, and uh, both will have played 54 games Um, But the standings are very, very interesting. It is possible that the Capitals and Penguins might miss the playoffs. Now, I think it's more likely than not that the Penguins do make it 
Washington is definitely, although they've won some games of late, Washington is definitely, um, I would say, a, a little bit of a favorite to make the playoffs, but not that much of one. I think it's a lot of competition. I think the Red Wings are coming. I think Buffalo is coming. Florida's playing much better. Florida's pushing for one of those wild card spots. I think Boston, Toronto, Tampa are going to be in the top three spots in the Metro, just like I believe it's Carolina, New Jersey, and the Rangers in the top, rather Boston in the Atlantic, uh, Carolina, New Jersey, and the Rangers in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, and then you've got Florida, Buffalo, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Washington. Five teams fighting for two spots in the East. It's it's the deeper and tougher of the two conferences. Blues just scored on the power play. Braden Shen uh, picked up the goal. It is now 4-2 St. Louis. Who says on a podcast you can't get scoring updates? Nobody actually said that. All right, we're out of here. I am Adam Gold for the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. Uh, Check them out if you need any home improving done to the exterior of your home. You want to make your home more energy efficient, aluminumcompany.com. Free no obligation estimate can be had online right there. So go check out Sammy Hanna and his crew. And remember, follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Shows up automatically wherever you get them. You don't have to worry. Hey, did Gold do a podcast? And I will do this one more time as a public service announcement for you podcast people um obviously there will be a pod well there will be a podcast saturday or sunday morning after the outdoor game but if you get up early and wonder and wonder where the podcast is it will not be i can't even record it sunday saturday night because i've got to get out of carter finley stadium before i could even sit down to do the podcast so it will not be recorded until Sunday morning. So uh, my guess is by 10.30 or 11, it will be up. But it will be up. We will get it up in the morning on Sunday. Which, frankly, a lot of people uh, are uh, like to do. Um, also, we'll, we'll do the podcast as normal on Tuesday Friday and Saturday of next week, after the games Friday and Saturday, I believe it's Ottawa and Anaheim Friday and Saturday, there will not be podcasts following those two games. Uh, I am called out of town on very important dad business. So uh, there will be no podcast those two days. Uh, but we get right back at it. And there will be a couple more times during the course of the year where I, I just can't produce the podcast for various reasons, but next Friday and Saturday, we will not have podcasts following games. I think it's uh, Ottawa and Anaheim. So there goes the public service announcements, and now it's time to go. Uh, I am Adam Gold. I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening, and we will talk to you Sunday morning after the Canes and the Caps in the Stadium Series game. What a time to be alive. Bye. You've been listening to the Kane's Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. The Kane's Corner Podcast is a part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 